They took the royal jewellery and the royal suitcases. They took the frightened driver's velvet breeches and satin waistcoat. They took all the presents for the crust royal family. They even took Belinda's beautiful dress and expensive shoes. They rounded up the horses and had quite vanished from sight with them long before Belinda woke up with an aching head. She crawled out of the broken carriage and stood in her petticoat by the side of it. She looked at the driver and at the mess scattered far and wide by the searching robbers. Oh dear, she murmured. She helped the poor driver to his feet. They were robbers, your royalty, explained the driver quite unnecessarily. I tried to fight them off. I went biff and beff, but there were more than I could manage, and they took my breeches and my second best waistcoat, what your mum gave me last Christmas. Belinda soothed his feelings. I'm sure you did your best. Now you'd better go back to the palace and tell them what happened. Tell them not to worry. I'm going on to see King Crust. It can't be very far now. Her keen eyes caught sight of a dusty glitter on the road. She bent down and picked up a gold coin. There. Look what those robbers left behind. Belinda pressed it into the driver's hand. You take that. It will get you home safely. Thank you. Thank you, your royalty. I'll set off right away. I will. And the driver did just that. Belinda watched his departure and then began walking herself, hoping that she would reach King Crust's palace before she got too hungry. It was further than she thought. She did not arrive until two days later, by which time she was tired and very hungry. Her petticoat was covered in dust and her skin was smudged with dirt. She did not look at all like a princess. Certainly the palace guards did not think she was a princess, and they laughed in her face when she told them. It was at this point that Belinda discovered something. Her father was not the only king that King Crust had written to. It seemed he had written hundreds of letters, for the whole town was seething with princesses of every nationality, and all of them had come to win the hand of the fabled Prince Bruno de Bruno Buncombe Crust. For not only was he most wonderfully handsome, but he could do thirty-nine press-ups without stopping. Either he had been practising or somebody was exaggerating. Now, the Princess Belinda was just a little bit like her father because she had a stubborn streak in her and a hasty temper. When she realised that there were at least three hundred princesses in competition with her, and when the guards just laughed at her, she decided there and then to show them that not only was she a princess, but that she'd marry Bruno, no matter what. She looked calmly into the guard's piggy little eyes and said slowly, If you do not take me to the king at once, I shall bang your helmet. Foolishly, the guard just laughed again. So Belinda banged his helmet. Half an hour later, when he woke up, he discovered that he had a splitting headache. He couldn't get his helmet off because Belinda had put a very large dent in it, and Belinda had taken herself off to see the king. It took Belinda a long time to find the king because guards kept trying to stop her. They all refused to believe she was a princess. By the time she reached the king, there were forty-six guards with dented helmets lying unconscious all over the palace. King Crust did not believe her either. He was a very short man, almost as wide as he was tall. He had to stand on a small stool to look at Belinda. He examined her through his monocle. 
You don't look at all like a princess, he declared. You're not even beautiful. Belinda thought the king was not exactly pretty either, but she didn't say so, because Hero Ono had taught her there was little point in making people angry. Queen Crust was a little kinder than her husband, and said that they might at least hear what Belinda had to say. Belinda explained carefully all that had happened to her, and why she had turned up in her petticoat looking so filthy. The Queen was sympathetic. "'You must have a nice hot bath, my dear, and we'll find you some clean clothes.' "'Just a minute,' butted in the king. "'Suppose she's an impostor. "'We will give her a little test to make sure she's a princess,' suggested the queen. "'What sort of test?'